Being dogmatic is often very problematic and it shuts all other doors. If you are 100% something-ist, then you can't take any of the bits from any of the other isms. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. So this question is uh, from one of our bros, Florian, and he's asking, where on your spiritual journey did you hit any dead ends and how did you overcome it? And then he's got a little sub context here uh, where your spiritual ego can be toxic and where it can actually be beneficial for your journey. Uh, so, man, this is a great question because it sets up a very important understanding, uh, which is, you know, as humans, we only know what we know and we are learning about our place in the world and what we're doing. And uh, that begins with starting in a particular direction. So spirituality as a concept is a big world of lots of different things. And it's become a marketplace that has many different like ideas and tribes and aspects and stuff that are competing for people's attention to a degree and also providing solutions of various degrees. So spirituality as something that you're interested in can easily become something that can become quite messy or you get kind of tangled up in it. Probably much the same as like getting involved in like messy crypto or something because a lot of ideas, you know, a lot of different things and people approaching different things and people that are scamming and people that are trying to be genuine and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, the journey of spirituality often has, you know, stages and phases where you become particularly committed and maybe obsessed with something for a while, which is good, I think, because it can really be an opportunity to refine something. So maybe you become obsessed with meditation, or maybe you become obsessed with you know, energy healing technique or some uh, philosophy about the law of attraction or whatever it might be. And it can be useful to use those paradigms and technologies of spiritual practice as a learning phase. And if you can keep awareness of, you know, this is a longer journey of your human experience and it's growing and it's changing and it's okay to have different paradigms at different stages. It's okay to go through different phases of learning. Then it will kind of keep you somewhat safe from getting sucked into what often happens, which is a kind of ideological possession or, you know, people become very attached to a particular solution or a particular answer to things. Uh, which whatever, you know, maybe you join some particular sect or some religion or even some particular personal development school that like is trying to like, you know, get you into a, you know, some kind of multi-level marketing or something. But there's all kinds of, you know, let's say traps that can happen along the way inside of the spiritual journey because people get kind of caught up in what you could call like spiritual materialism to a degree, you know. So spiritual materialism is really the missing of the point in the sense that you get caught up in the idea or the image or, um, you know, the outcome rather than the understanding and the process of what you're actually trying to do. And speaking for myself, you know, like I've had a lot of crazy experiences and been through a lot of different journeys of exploring things over a long period of time. And you know, and I'm glad that I had all those experiences because it gave me a lot of different contrast and a lot of different um, understanding of things. And I did deliberately, you know, play with alternative ideas and clashing ideas and different perspectives because I wanted to have a little bit of a competition of, you know, the best ideas or see what worked over time. But also looking within the journey to try to put pieces together that made more, you know, higher sense, like to find a larger truth that maybe showed up across multiple different platforms or different perspectives, etc. So I think it's common that as we evolve, we grab onto certain ideas and certain practices and they serve us to a degree, but they kind of limit us to a degree as well. Unless, you know, there's a really particular focus on understanding that 
you know, any idea or any system is only as useful as its application and also that it's not a true fact. You know, I mean, there's no model or there's no practice or there's no religion. There's no, there's no system that humans have that completely encompasses all truth and understanding and makes sense of everything. So therefore, we're always going to be moving into a kind of an unknown. But because of the sense of, you know, how our nervous systems work, because of how we are, we have a huge vulnerability of becoming very uh, addicted and committed and identified with certain phases of the program of development, I guess, or, or spirituality. So to bring it back to the question, yeah, for sure, there's stages where you can go down rabbit holes, you become part of a, uh, a particular sort of thinking or a particular, you know, good guys, bad guys, or, or whatever kind of dynamic of stuff, or winning, losing, or transcending and being stuck on earth, or, you know, good and evil or whatever. And that can give you some frame that could be useful for playing with ideas and maybe developing your character in certain ways. But then it might also become limiting at a certain stage because you become kind of blind to all the information or other paradigms or other, other even questions that might be opening you up to different angles. So the toxic part is becoming stuck in a kind of a loop or a, or a stage that ends up becoming a plateau, um, which could be comfortable or it could give you something. Maybe you get power, maybe you get satisfaction or you know, maybe it fulfills some kind of need for guilt or shame or whatever it is because there's a lot of systems that will happily support personality disorders to make sure the structures of their religions can maintain themselves. And that's definitely where it gets kind of toxic. Uh, so I think the savvy spiritual practitioner is somebody that's not afraid to ask questions, somebody that's not afraid to dig deeper, somebody that's not afraid to take on, uh, you know, almost heretical positions of certain things to then try to understand how the whole picture works. And, you know, that, that's, that's when you can also integrate the fact that there are blind spots and stalling points and uh, you know ego obsessions that happen along the way and hopefully grow from them without a huge amount of damage or, 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 or problems and they, then they can become more like stepping stone initiations of waking up to like the blindness of your attempt to understand things or to control things as well as the, the crazy attempt to try to make sense of everything with your limited perception. And for me, speaking from my own experience, having a dynamic view where you're allowed to kind of have your ego smashed and rebuilt uh, and recognizing that there is a little bit of a larger process of, you know, consciousness, which is once again, just a concept as I'm saying it, but like something that's bigger than the construct of thoughts and personality, you know, thoughts and feelings and personality arise inside of, you know, the body and the nervous system and all the, the culture and the, all the setup that is possible because of consciousness in the first place. And the toxic ego often happens when people get stuck in the construct of the conceptual world of, of spirituality as opposed to recognizing the consciousness that's actually creating all of that potential and then allowing themselves to step in and out of different spiritual experiences. I mean, I'm skeptical and I'm scientific, but I'm not necessarily closed-minded to people having crazy experiences or miracles happening or various things that are seemingly impossible happening because maybe there's just more rules or possibilities than we understand and there are loopholes and setups and things that can happen where people can activate you know superpowers or placebo effects that create miracles or you know effects in the in the environment etc so my point with that is is that you know there is often you know an association that spirituality is kind of for, for idiots who don't understand science uh, but from another perspective it's okay to be very scientific and spiritual at the same time in the sense that you're open to things and it's more almost like a kind of uh, like understanding things from a multi-paradigm perspective, maybe like a quantum perspective or something like that. 
uh, which, you know, I'm sorry if I insult any quantum scientists who are like, you can't use quantum physics as a metaphor for spirituality. But, you know, the point is that it's good to have frames and understandings that allow you to be dynamic and allow your, your identity to grow and to also to be smashed and dissolved and also to see the blind spots of other people's failings in, within their, their attempts to try to understand things. And I know for myself that because I tried to really understand things from a multi-paradigm perspective and I wasn't afraid to challenge any paradigms that I was holding or to take on different positions, then it kind of kept me safe from a lot of the traps that people would get caught up in. But at the same time, which is another interesting quick side point, if you make a choice to step into some paradigm or to have a particular experience or to go down a certain pathway, it is important to invest in that, you know, to become committed and to, to do the work. Because if you you know, if you want to achieve some result, like whatever, some yogic practice result or some uh, contemplative result or some kind of even physical result, then, you know, really applying yourself and setting up the correct paradigm and, and listening to the people that have been successful at it and learning from the masters or the teachers or the people that are, that are um, you know, assisting to get the outcome is going to be a very powerful thing. But as you do that, just be aware of, you know, the typical things that happen to humans, which is, you know, we misinterpret things or we distort things or we can become vulnerable to manipulation of various kinds, both in ourselves, to ourselves, as well as other people doing that to us. Yeah, I think there is um, some paradoxes at play here because as, as you've alluded to, to get any real growth in a spiritual system, you do need to invest time into it. And we've certainly seen that over the years of people who are kind of workshop junkies that bounce from system to system and try a bit of this and a bit of that and go and do a weekend yoga retreat and do a bit of meditation and and have that spiritual materialism aspect which is where you know their their house has got lots of buddhist stuff and they talk in terms of karma and energy and 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 so on but when you they may or may not have actually internalized the real real truths of those teachings and and if it hasn't actually affected their character to make them better people more self-aware more kind and so on, then uh, really what they're doing is just applying the spiritual bling and often kind of as a virtue signaling or so that they uh, have, you know, ultra spiritual life. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, this is part of the toxic aspects of getting involved in any kind of ideology. It doesn't matter if it's a spiritual one or a political one or a, you know, a sociological one, but I'm, I'm always very wary of and warn against committing 100% to any form of ideology because then you blink yourself to, to all other alternatives. In the, in the spiritual world, when you talk about coming to dead ends, like that could be two things. It could be that you've gotten what you needed or what you were going to get out of that system, and that's about it. Or it could be that you haven't investigated the system deeply enough. Right. So when, when you reach these kind of impasses, and I've had those experiences where I've, I you know, was a hardcore Buddhist of a particular type of school, and at some point in my life, it's not necessarily that I think that that Buddhist school was incorrect or that it was, or that I chose the wrong thing and it was worthless, but it's, for me, it's like there were periods where I went and did, you know, 10 day meditation retreats every year. I tried to do an hour or so a day. I was really trying to break through to enlightenment. So that, you know, that was my goal. And, and it was kind of an unrealistic goal because we don't know what it is to be enlightened. And, and my perception of what was that at some point, if I practice this enough, I'll be a different person and I won't have any of my problems or my reactive behaviors and I will essentially be an evolved version of myself that I'm really, really happy with. Now, those things certainly have happened in terms of practices that I picked up and, and put down over the years, but I think some of the disillusionment or that sense of dead end that might come, especially when you're a young seeker, you know, you get into it hardcore in your 20s, some kind of spiritual system, you're a stoicist, you're a Buddhist, you're a whatever. Uh, and you're like, this is me, this is my identity, this is my practice, this is what I do. 
but you may well reach a point where those tools don't seem to provide any absolute answers. And and as you talked about, I don't I don't think there are any absolute answers or one. There is no one necessarily system that is going to liberate or emancipate every person or even maybe even one person. There are traditions that provide great benefit to people in terms of, you know, learning how to be have breath awareness or body awareness is a is a tool that will change the rest of your life. And you can keep that as something that you're really hardcore into and it's you're obsessed about, or you can keep that maybe later as like something that I use as an emergency technique or something that's just part of my toolkit of coping with being alive. So you will probably reach these points unless you like become a, you know, you get the you become a disciple of a very specific tradition and you commit and go on off into the chaos for 10 years, which you know, for some people is really good and really works for them. But for so many of us brought up in modern Western life, it's not really realistic and, and may not be the best thing for us when really what do we need to do? We need to clean up our childhood shit and, and you know, heal our traumas. We need to be able to communicate and connect with people better. We need to be able to spend time with ourselves and not have to have digital distractions beeping in our face 24 hours a day to be to feel like there's you know that we have satisfaction so we need to be able to be at ease with ourselves to develop ourselves uh, in our emotional maturity to become better communicators and better with people in general to interface and connect with nature in a way that is more nourishing and and in in step with our you know animal natures and so on and there are many tools and traditions that you can pick up along the way, take pieces of that will be really applicable to you. And then you may find at other times they're not. When you're, when you're young and full of calm and wanting to run around having adventures, trying to be a celibate monk, I tried, uh, doesn't really work so well. Whereas maybe that would work awesome when you're in your 50s and 60s and you, wanted, and you were really going into more of that, that phase in your life. So that's plenty of thoughts from both me and Shay here to think about in terms of being dogmatic is often very problematic and it shuts all other doors. If you are 100% something-ist, then you can't take any of the bits from any of the other isms. On the other side of that, if you're just a, you know, a spiritual kind of um, garage sale chopper where you're just going around taking a bit of this and a bit of that and, and then acting spiritual because that's an aesthetic, that's not really gonna do anything for you, anything other than any other fashion statement. But that if you are through the course of your life aware of like, hey, like what phase am I at, at overall? Am I at an expansive, creative, connecting with the world period? And maybe I've done that for a few years and then maybe I need to take a couple of months to withdraw into my own space and not date women and, and spend more time meditating or in nature and so on. And I can chart and feel these different cycles in my life where certain tools may be really beneficial and at other times I can put them down without any guilt about it. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.